Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Stella Bergen dives into what you need to know to live your very best life. Stella is an executive coach, personal trainer, performance expert, and life coach. Stella tackles today's hot topics, including nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. In this podcast, find out what obstacles and challenges her clients are facing and how Stella is helping them meet their goals. Join us to find health strategies that work. Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. So Stella, I don't know if our listeners know, but you were a flight attendant for American Airlines in a past life. And I just spent last week in Vancouver, which isn't a long flight, but it really disrupted my schedule uh, for working out, eating. Do you have any advice you could give me and our listeners? Yeah, you know, last week when we finished up our podcast, and I know we really ended on talking about how being consistent with your healthy habits is is really um, the key to kind of lifelong health and feeling good. And, you know, we were talking about there's no magic pill for the fountain of youth, right? Which there really isn't. And and I know it's not the easy way out, but um, but. I have found that travel is one of the biggest disruptors of just maintaining kind of your healthy routine. And um, and yes, I was flight attendant for American Airlines. So I, I have experience with this topic and I still remember, I mean, it's so funny, but um, I loved, I would bring sweet potatoes when I was a flight attendant and I would cook them. There's something about those airplane ovens that the way they cook them, they just, I don't know, maybe it's just because I was traveling, I'd be starving, but it really kind of like caramelized the mm. sweet potato. And and so anyway, I had kind of a reputation because I always brought my sweet potatoes and I would cook them. But I got other people like, you know, bringing their sweet right, potatoes. Right. And um, I didn't eat a whole lot of, of the food we were serving when I flew. Like I, I tried to be very good about packing my stuff even then. And I was in my twenties, early, like mid early to mid twenties when I flew for America. But um, I, I would say that my clients have a lot of um, high level executive clients I have to f- travel a fair amount. It, it's super disruptive. My clients who travel the most tend to struggle the most with their health and their healthy habits. And, and then my clients at that try to maintain really regular healthy habits when they do travel, it, it often sets them back. Right. So, you know, it, it disrupts your sleep. It can disrupt your healthy food choices, your food and meal timing. Right. So you're all of a sudden eating at different times. You're making not as good choices. You're often eating out every single meal. Um, it can be really disruptive to your exercise routine. In fact, I have some clients that don't exercise, rarely, they rarely exercise when they travel. And not because, if, especially if they're traveling for business purposes. And then I have some clients that they consider when they're on vacation, that they're on vacation from exercise too, which I find, you know, I don't want to say the crazy word, but I find it like irrational, right? It's not part of my rational right. vernacular, but... Clearly, it is it is makes perfect sense to them, right? Um, and it, but it also disrupts if you're traveling by air. It 
it disrupts your breathing. Or if you're traveling to the mountains, that can disrupt your breathing, right? right. Like it, it changes the amount of oxygen that you're intaking, right? So um, it, it, travel can disrupt all kind of your major healthy habits. It can set you back. And I think for a lot of people, they come back and they're tired and they don't feel good. So then they just don't necessarily feel like starting again. And Well, it takes so long to catch up, especially I learned the hard way. If you take um, a vacation and you don't exercise, it takes me forever to get back into shape and feeling good. Right. Working out. What can you give us sort of your top five sort of tips or tricks for staying on track when you're traveling? Sure, definitely. Um, right before I start that, I, I do want to say, because you were saying, you know, just talking about being set back. Um, I know um, the cross country coach at our local high school tells the kids for it takes for every week they're off that they're not running. It takes three weeks, I think, to catch back up to where they were when they stopped running. Wow, and, and then there's kids. And <laughs> yeah. those are high school kids. Wow. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, so you can think about it for those of us who are in our 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s. You know, it becomes even longer because you just, your body just doesn't bounce back as quickly. So if you are struggling or frustrated because you take, you know, five days off of exercising and, you, and you're, you know, upset because you're not bouncing right back. I just want you to think about that for a minute, right? I right. mean, it, you, there is rest and recovery and then there's just basically this, you're doing nothing and therefore you're, you're way set back. So my five tips will often, will include, you know, trying to exercise when you're staying in your routine. But my top um, tip, and actually these aren't in any order, I have to say. So I'm, okay. gonna, I'm not going to put them in my in my top order. But I would say, number one, if you're traveling by plane or by car, you, you want to eat minimally during your travel time, right? So you don't, you know, I get it. Some of you guys are flying first class and, and that's great, you know, but... And, and you, you have all this great food and first class and business class. And the last couple of times I was flying to New York or to Boston, I was served a meal on the plane. So I know for some of the transcontinental flights, the airlines are now putting meals back on the plane. And I'm not saying don't eat anything, but you want to eat minimally. Like when you travel with the cabin pressurization, it just, you're not really digesting the way no. you do when you're you're not at, you're, you're at 10,000 feet. Your cabin is pressurized at 10,000 feet, right? So you're basically at, out, you're still at altitude. Oh, interesting. And, um, and so you just don't want to eat a lot. You'll feel better if you don't eat a lot. You don't want to drink a lot of alcohol. I mean, my, my tip would be don't drink when you travel, um, when you're flying. And, and please don't drink if you're driving, but <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, eat minimally. And, and if you bring, pack your, pack some food or snacks, right? So um, if you're traveling by car, I, if I'm, if I'm really on top of it, I, and I'm traveling with my kids, and especially when they're a little bit younger, I would try to pack a container of freshly cut up vegetables, Right. Because my kids were hungry in the car and I passed it back, it would almost always get eaten. 
you know, sugar snap peas, English peas, carrots, cucumbers, bell peppers, you know, of different colors. Um, just cut them up, put a little bit of ice, like some ice cubes right. in your container. And it's amazing. Your kids will eat them. If you pass those first before you pass anything else, they will eat them. So I, I would often do veggies and then cut up some fresh fruit. And my kids would always eat them in the car. I don't bring veggies and fresh fruit. Um, every once in a while, I'll throw an apple or something in my bag. Um, just because it's a little bit harder to travel with when you're traveling by plane. But right. there's lots of good choices now. I, I feel like, you know, the airport terminals have become much better. And um, you can pack small containers of homemade trail mix or nuts and seeds. There's good bar choices, um, like energy bars right, or meal right. replacement bars. I mean, there's a lot better. You just, like with anything else, you want to read the ingredients and you want to buy um, bars that have very minimal ingredients in them. You know, there's a lot of good ones on the market now. There's a lot of people making them, um, you know, that that aren't that don't taste like it. You know, they're not a candy bar, really. But um, I know in the beginning, a lot of people would, would say that some of these bars were essentially just a branded, healthier form of a Snickers bar. But there are some, they've, they've gotten much better. So, you know, pack, so if you're not allergic to nuts, pack some, you know, almonds and walnuts and, um, and maybe it's a handful of dried cranberries or apricots and, you know, a few bars and, um, so that you have something to snack on and you're not starving and you don't want to, I know Southwest hands out Oreos and, you know, triscuits or wheat thins or whatever. You just really want to avoid the, the junk when you travel. Right. So number one, try to eat minimally when you're flying or going on long car trips. My second one would be bring your reusable water bottle. Um, I've definitely brainwashed all my children to do this. So we we always pack our reusable water bottle and most of the airports now have water bottle refillers. You just have to look for them. They're usually yeah, they're right by the fountain, usually by the yeah. washrooms. I, I yeah, by the restrooms. Right. Yeah, and they don't always have them, but you can refill with the with the water fountain if they don't have them. But most of the airports do have them now, so you just have to know where to find them and look for them and um, fill up your water bottle. Like you got to go through security first, so you know, pack your water bottle, go through security, and then go to the bathroom and you know, find your water bottle refiller and pick it up so that you aren't relying on the flight attendants to come through and serve you a glass of water or another club soda, whatever you're drinking, that you have your backup water with right, you. Right, right. Makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, my, I've trained my husband to, I don't want to say train my husband, but he chooses the same thing I do. And um, we almost always get club soda with lime. And and on the longer flights, often the flight tends give you the whole can. And I, I get it. Some people just don't tolerate the carbonation very well. And I don't drink a ton of carbonated water. So it's refreshing when I travel. It, it tastes good. Um, but you don't, you actually don't want to drink. Like, you don't want to drink carbonated water all the time. The carbonation isn't, isn't super good for your digestion. So, but um, 
but that is a great refreshing choice. I mean, right. I know some people that love to drink the tomato juice and there are other, there are decent choices. You could certainly opt for ordering, you know, a club soda with a splash of cranberry juice. Or, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad choice either. If you, if you just don't like plain club soda, ask the flight attendant to throw a splash of cran apple or orange juice or apple juice in there, you know, you just, you know, that is a better choice than drinking a whole glass of juice because the right. juice on the plane is, um, is, is really, it's, it's not fresh squeezed juice. Right. It's yeah. sugar yeah. concentrated. So that's number two. Number three, um, and this is one of my favorites, scout out your hotel gym, your running routes, your fitness classes that might be offered around the gym, your yoga studios. Um, this is super easy to do. Even when I flew for American, I, I probably ran in many places I probably shouldn't have been running as a 23-year-old or 24, 25. Um, but I first thing I did when we I checked into the hotel was ask the concierge for a running map. And I, I did, I was very good about asking them for safe routes. But um, I always ask for the running route, and and they always have they always have maps. They will always or show you a map, or they'll always say they might say you know we don't often recommend running around where the hotel is, but you know we have a gym with treadmill. So I I'm only speaking because I'm a runner, but most um, you can go online and find out if the hotel you're staying in has a gym, or whether they're connected to a gym, or you can get a pass to right, a gym. Right. But um, if you're in an urban area, a lot of the urban areas now have Orange Theory and Barry's Boot Camp and bar classes. And I mean, there's like you can find almost anything. And even your smaller towns and cities often will have some bar class. They will have the yoga studio. I mean, you can find something. Definitely. Yeah. And the concierge should know. And the concierge can help you. Yeah. You just have to have that mindset. You have to have the mindset of, I'm going to do something. You need to build it into your schedule. And if you are absolutely pressed for time, then get up 10 minutes early and just start your day with some light stretching and yoga. Um, there, you can, on your phone, you can load apps for yoga. You can get it on your computer. I mean, you can Google search 10-minute yoga routine. You can YouTube it. I mean, there's really no excuses for saying, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, there are so many apps, YouTube sites, you know, places you can find 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And I have done that. And when I take the towel from uh -huh. the, you know, the big bath yeah. towel and use it as my mat in the hotel room. Absolutely. Because obviously, you know, I'm not traveling with a yoga mat. Right. I didn't want to go all the way down to the gym because I just didn't have that much time. That much time. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's not perfect, but it, it did work. No, that is my go to um, when I'm traveling, especially when I'm on vacation with my family. I don't run and I'm, I don't run every day anymore. I mean, I, I don't, I just, my body can't take the pounding, um, that much pounding. So, and often I don't want to spend the time to find the yoga class or the Pilates class or whatever. That's because you have to walk there or get an Uber there. And 
so when I'm with my family, I, I often don't want to spend that much time going to a class unless I can encourage some of my kids to go with me. So I do like 20 minutes. I get up early. I do like a 20 minute yoga routine and on my not running days and I feel great. And I, I do the same thing. I take the big bath towel out of the bathroom and use it as my yoga mat. And sure, it, it's not it's not sticky, but um, but it works. It's totally fine. Right. And then sometimes I'll just do a, a set of like two sets of 20 push ups. And I mean, you can pick an all of a great body exercise like a push up. And even if you just do 40 push ups, you know, do right. them, regress them down. You don't have to do them full plank position. You can do them on your knees. You can do them against the wall. You can do them against the, a chair, push the chair up against the desk and do them against, or you can do them on the desk. Um, you know, with your body angled against the desk. Um, another great choice is pick five exercises and do one minute each and do two sets. There's 10 minutes. So, you know, I would say something like one minute of mountain climbers, one minute of squat jacks, one minute of push-ups, one minute of skaters, and maybe one minute of star crunches or some other type of uh, crunch exercise do two sets and there you've got your 10 minutes of exercise. You're going to feel much better for your meetings or whatever right, you've right, got yeah. going on. Or even if you're just out and about with your kids all day, you will feel better. And I, you'll definitely be more in shape or not so far behind when you get back right, to your regular routine. Right. Yeah. So you just have to remember when you travel, especially um, if you were sitting for long periods, either on an airplane or in a car or on a train that it's dehydrating to your tissues all around, right? I mean, you've got, if you're traveling by air, you've got the pressurization. So you're already at altitude and that is dehydrating. And then you're sitting. And when we sit. Yeah, we our, talked about Right, this. our yeah. fluid gets pressed out of our tissue. So it's like, you're kind of double dehydrated. Your tissues are sticky, you know, and if you're, then you're not moving on top of it. It's just compounding that, you know, stickiness and, and kind of you're creating some soft tissue dysfunction. And so then you get back and you're like, you know, it takes often if my clients are traveling the first session back with them, I really spend the whole first session just primarily doing mobility work or soft tissue work so that hopefully the next day they can go for a hike or they can go to the gym or they can go do whatever, another actual workout. So often it takes that first session just to get them mobilized enough that they can work out safely. Oh, right. I mean, it's yeah. that disruptive, right? So I just encourage you if you're traveling to fit in, you know, as close to your exercise routine as you possibly can. And um, yeah, I mean, just even if it's 10, 20 minutes a day, that's enough. I mean, and you know, and if you can do more great, you know, so um, my other thing is if you travel a lot, I would encourage you to invest in some type of fitness tracker just so that you can have some accountability to how many steps you're taking or not taking when you travel. And, and the thing with steps, I wasn't a believer until about four years ago when my family, um, I didn't ask for it. They got me a um, Fitbit for Christmas, I think. 
And I was like, oh, I never really wanted one of these because I'm such a listen to your body type right, person. Right. And, you know, just pay attention to the signals your body is telling you and you should be fine until I got the Fitbit. And then I realized, you know, that having that data point actually was good for me, right? That I really could, I did, I then I could be more aware on the days I knew I was not getting my steps in. And then just your steps are a measure of how much you're actually moving. So um, if your overall health is really how active you are during the day, sure, it doesn't track everything you do. I mean, it doesn't accurately track your push-ups, right? right it doesn't right. accurately track your yoga class. It really doesn't. I mean, I know the iPhone is much better because you can you can actually choose all these different types of classes you're doing now and it and it tracks it a little bit better. It's not perfect, but it gives you some data points and it gives you something to say, oh my gosh, I can't do that again tomorrow. I have got to figure out, um, you know, maybe don't get the Uber or Lyft from your hotel room to the conference center in New York to walk there, right? right? Get right. up 30 minutes earlier and walk, you know, to where you're going. I mean, New York, a lot of these urban areas are, they're the perfect place to get in your steps, because just walk from your hotel to where you're going, uh, to your conference center, walk to dinner, walk, you know, wherever um, your meeting is, you know. I have to admit, I do get a bit obsessed about my steps. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I think a lot of people are. I'm I mean, going to take the stairs so I can get my yeah, stair take the stairs. stairs. I mean, that was, <laughs> and I know we talked about that in another podcast, but, you know, the stairs are empty. Take the stairs. The stairs want people to use them, you know? I mean, take the stairs, you know, try to, um, I mean, even if you have downtime in the in the airport, I mean, some of the airports are so huge now. I, I get it. Sometimes you're carrying your backpack and all this stuff, but they're even, um, I think the I think the United Terminal and at SFO now has a yoga room. Really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, oh. you can even like if you want to do better research, you can look up different airports now have yoga rooms and quite frankly, there are airports you can get a massage and there's all kinds of that. I do feel like we've come a long way with trying to help people be healthier when they travel, but you have to use it. It's it. There are things that are there for you, but you have to build them into your schedule and use it. Um, so invest in a fitness tracker if, if uh, you travel a lot and that, or an, I, you know, the iWatch, iWatch is great. Um, and then the other thing is really um, try to maintain your regular sleep schedule. So we talked in the last podcast about seven to eight hours uh, a night. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be really hard when you travel, but, um, and with the time zone changes and everything, it, it can make it that much more difficult. But I, I would argue that maybe spending a hundred extra dollars on getting the, the flight time right for you. I know some people that will choose red eyes only because they're cheaper, right? And that's right. fine. I get it. Like everyone's budget is different, but sometimes it's not worth the amount that they're cheaper because like for me, I just, I won't take a red eye unless I just have to, I would take one to Europe or somewhere where the flight is so long that you, you can get some sleep, but I don't sleep well on a plane. And, um, 
And I'm often like, I often feel like every time I would take a red eye, I would end up getting a cold. And, and not because we talked about this in the last podcast, not because the guy next to me had a cold, but I think my, just with my immune system would just be down because I didn't sleep well. Then you're knocked off the next day. You don't, I wouldn't feel good. You know, I just, I couldn't get on the right, you know, sleep pattern. So I would say, you know, so I know some of you don't um, book your travel when you, when you have to travel a lot, but maybe you can, whoever is booking your travel, let them know certain time preferences for traveling. Um, you know, I, when I go to the East Coast, I often either like to be on the first flight out right, so that I'm, on, that. Yeah, yeah, or I like to be on the, I like to either stay on my time zone, either get on their time zone immediately or just stay on my time zone, right? Like, um, anyway, I, I think you just have to figure out what works best for you. But, um, but you know, when you are there and if you're having trouble going to sleep and you're not on your time zone, I would say try to spend ten, before you get up and watch a movie or turn on your computer to start working in the middle of the night. I would try to do 10 minutes of meditative breathing first to see if you can just get yourself relaxed enough to fall asleep before you kind of do the, all right, oh, I'm just going to get up and watch a movie or I'm going to, you know, get some work done because that's stimulating. It, it becomes even more difficult. Make sure you're, you know, you can make sure your temperature is right in your hotel room and um, all of that kind of stuff. I find I can't sleep without my earplugs now. And so for me, earplugs are invaluable. But I have a question for you. What about melatonin? Uh, melatonin. Yeah. And sleep, like taking mm-hmm. melatonin. Like taking a couple of... Yeah, I've never tried it. So I don't probably have enough information mm. to... Um, yeah, so I, I, I would be it curious. When we travel, uh, you know, long distances, and it works for me. I just wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't I mean, know what you thought of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any research that indicates it's harmful at all. So, um, or not that I can think of. But um, I mean, I, you know, what to be honest, I know some people who actually do a great. I have one friend who he's traveled the world goodness knows how many times and um and he's super disciplined um and I know when he would go to India or you know super long travel he would I think he would take like an Excedrin PM um and because it it definitely like it worked for him he tried it it worked he sleeps really well on his flight and you know he can stay on on schedule yeah on schedule in his healthy routines and so I'm not against using, you know, melatonin or maybe taking Excedrin PM. I mean, I, I don't really usually advocate for taking medications, but to be honest, I mean, if it's going to help you get a really good sleep on a red eye or on an overnight flight to Europe or, you know, to Australia or wherever you're going, um, I, actually, that might actually be a pretty decent choice, right? I mean, whatever will keep you from just being completely whacked out and not feeling good and not able to kind of maintain that, you know, as we talked about last week, when your sleep's disrupted, you often make even more like poor food choices because you're trying to stimulate yourself to stay awake. And, you know, it's just really a a cascading effect of just making, you know, choices that end up exacerbating kind of that not feeling good. And then, and then you get back and you're just, you're even set back that much more. So 
trying to just take a little bit of time to prepare and plan for your travel uh, to stay on track. And, um, you know, I started early because I was a flight attendant for Americans. So I really learned how to manage my schedule. And I like I learned for me that when I a lot of my flight attendant friends would take a nap when they got to their location. So I did a lot of East to West Coast travel when I flew for American. And so what they would do is they would go take a nap and then they would get up and then go get something to eat. Like everyone had their routine, right? But I knew once I, I was not a big nap taker. I would have rather, I, because once I took a nap, I couldn't go to sleep that night. Right, right. I just, I never did it. I didn't care what I had to do. So I I knew that what I had to do is come in, change my clothes, (laughs) put my running shoes on. I always, almost always would go for a run as long as it was still daylight. And, um, and then come back and maybe get a snack and go for an adventure and, um, and then meet everyone for dinner. Right. And I would be tired that night to go to bed, but I, you probably sleep well and sleep well, but I knew that no matter how tired I was, that I mentally had to tell myself it's the only thing that was going to make me feel better was going for a run or a walk, you know, you know, just getting out and getting some exercise, taking an exercise class or going to the gym. And I got to where I would try to, you know, I would buddy bid or try to travel with friends who were somewhat like-minded, who like to do the same thing. And that's also a key. If you, I mean, obviously, if you're traveling for business, you you don't often have that choice. But, um, but once again, you know, it's just a little preparation, learning what works for you and making it a priority. Why don't next week you tell us how what you pack? Yeah, I, you know, it's not difficult for me to pack at all because I really, there's certain things I always take with me. Always. Like I have. Hey, um, nope. Next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about it. I'll do my top five. I did my top five. Perfect. Ways. So let's do our top five things I never leave home without. And uh, I'm, I'm traveling this week. So. I've set myself up now to forget one of them. I'm like, oh, I've got my top five. I've got my top five. No, Perfect. But... We'll see what you forgot. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Let's hope not. Okay. So thank hope... you. Um, please subscribe. Share with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we love feedback. So any feedback you have, we would love to hear it. And if you have topics that you'd like for us to cover, please shoot us an email right in. I don't know um, if they can do that through Apple, but... Uh, You can review us on Apple and you can like us through Mm -hmm. Apple. And on the website, StellaFit.com, you can email us uh, that way. Yes, you can always find us on StellaFit.com.